Morning, thank you. Very happy to be here. Is the mic okay? Right, we are looking at Luke 24. Luke chapter 24. We can learn about God because God is pursuing us. Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus. Okay, I'll just read and then we'll follow. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know these things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. Luke is a a physician, very precise, and here he switched to past tense. About Jesus, they replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Faith is always present tense. But when we are discouraged, when we are in despair, when we are shaken in the truth, it becomes past tense. The good old days. Okay? Cannot always live in the BG days. Sometimes must listen to Swift Taylor now and then. Or Taylor Swift. 21. But we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he, who said he was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But they did not see Jesus. Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. When we are discouraged, a good place to start or restart is the Bible. I became a Christian in 1974. Okay. It's a, as a guest speaker, I'm allowed to do something different. I became a Christian in 1974. I had pocket money of 20 cents a day. 1974. Don't have online Bible. Tell the person next to you, how much do you think an ordinary Bible costs in 1974? Can discuss now. <laughs> it's not exact. 1974. Not Gideon's, huh? not the free one. A complete Bible. Any responses from the back? 1974. 15, 20, 30, 5. I went to Bethesda Book Center. Last time, very few don't have SKS. I got Bethesda Bookshop. $26. Yeah. $26. My father, when I became a Christian, when we said grace at home, 
my father said, wow, Jay Lee is sin holy. <laughs> the food given by your God. He thank your God for food. How about me? I work in the hot sun. He's a blue collar person. So I learned, thank Heavenly Father. Also must say thank you to Father. That's the first transformation in Christian life. God don't owe us anything. I save money, save money, save money. And the day I had 20 something dollars, God is good. The prosperity gospel is a lie, but God is good. He provides for us. When I went to the Bethesda bookshop on sale that day, Bible one dollar. You know, I felt the richest person in the world for once I had $25 in my pocket, <laughs> then got one Bible some more. God is good. So when we are down and downcast, go back to scripture. Don't need to read Leviticus. Okay, I'm a doctor. People say me cannot sleep. I say, have you read living Leviticus? <laughs> it's a sedative without side effect. No, just read it and fall asleep. But it's okay. Uh, we honor gospel. Just read the sun, read the verse, read the passage. When we are downcast, yeah, Jesus did with them. Read with someone God's word. Okay. As they approached the village, verse 28, to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table, today is communion Sunday, wonderful. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from the sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning strangely warm? Huh? Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road? and open the scriptures to us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, let our hearts be warm again by your word, your presence, your walking with us, and as we walk with each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May we have the slides. So, uh, just want to share with you that the Lord is with us as we journey on. We have read the passage next. So, my wife and I, we were... Very privileged. We worked for 10 years in Singapore. She's an accountant. I'm a doctor. In 1996, we went over to Yunnan province, Sichuan Bana, uh, to work with village doctors. Okay, next, we have this idea of uh, caring for the poor. In the 1990s, really in the mountains, quite poor. Now is remarkable transformation. Uh, caring for the poor. How do we care for the poor? Next, by sharing knowledge. So we try not to give out freebies. So uh, I had farmer friends who, uh, agriculturists who shared farming knowledge. Uh, we shared um, healthcare knowledge. We trained the barefoot doctors of those days. Uh, barefoot doctors, our students were usually uh, 18 to 32 years old, primary six to sec one education. So they're the only ones in the village who were literate. So they were the only ones whom we can train. One become teacher and one become doctor. Mm-hmm. Next one. So caring for the poor, sharing knowledge and loving people and doing this in a loving way. We were quite transparent with the local government about uh, who we are and they used to say that this is Dr. Tan sent by his church in Singapore to work among the poor in the true spirit of the Communist Party. (laughs) Okay, next slide. Hmm. We met people in a very tough situation. So they see a boy who was collecting mangoes, fell off the mango tree and broke his arm and then there's a little boy there's this man who is bitten by an insect on his back and because no detour, no saline, the wound infection grew big. Uh, the grandmother who had to carry grass and walk two hours to feed the goats and then the man who was clawed when he went to the mountains to collect mushrooms and then 
he was attacked by a bear. How do we bring the gospel to these people except to walk alongside them? Gospel is not information. It is transformation. And the transformation begins with us. And as you walk with them in a journey, then you find that, hey, to bring the gospel, we need to learn. We need to learn the perspective of the people that we want to share the gospel with. We cannot push the gospel down. I learned, hey, mango. ah. How do you pluck mango? (laughs) You don't climb the mango tree to pluck mango. What do you use? A bamboo, right? With a net or a knife. That thing costs only two to three dollars Singapore. To fix the broken arm costs about two, three, two thousand dollars. Then I said, why you climb the mango tree? Don't you have the bamboo? They said, yeah, we have, but it's broken. Prevention is better than cure, right? So maybe we go to the village and find out. Maybe I should supply, find some ways to either restore the supply chain or to buy that bamboo. Because more boys are going to break the arms. And I learned something about material science. Bamboo is a wonderful creation. Okay? It's very hard to break a bamboo one. Very hard. It's lightweight, it's strong, it is flexible. Then you ask the boy, how come the bamboo got broken? So last Saturday night, my father was drunk. He smashed it. The problem is not poverty. The problem is sin. How do we get alongside them and work with men who are caught in vices? And then the man who was caught said, my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, we went to the forest to collect mushrooms. It doubles our annual income. It's very important. Never before had we been attacked by bears. We know they are bears. What's causing it? You and I know the answer. Deforestation. So how do we bring the gospel when there is a severe challenge of climate change? The crops are not going to grow because the water is running out. The soil is depleted. How do we train? I mean, as a Singaporean, I, when I came back, the things that thrill me is the Singapore climate change policy and this 30 by 30, of which many people don't even know, and then they, those who know laugh about it. What we are doing now in urban farming is totally exportable to my to many communities around us. It is a precious plan. Go and read about it. 30, food security 30 by 30. Because, yes, they have land in the countries around us, but they no longer have the labor. There's also an aging population. They cannot go to the big swath of land and plant as they used to plant in the past. They also need the same hydroponics and urban farming technology that we here are forced to develop. Learn about it. What I'm trying to say is that, next slide, as we walk with the Lord, okay, we spend time together and we discover that the gospel is beautiful. When I read this passage with the Chinese, uh, especially the Chinese scholars that I work with, they always often tell me, they say, hey, you know, uh, we thought Christianity was a Western religion, but when you read a passage like this, uh, it's very Asian, very Chinese. Can you see it? So they drew near to the village and they were going. He acted, Jesus, no. He acted as if he was going further. They said, hey, come stay with us, stay with us. No, 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 no. Come stay with us. No, no, no. Is he acting or not? 
Hey, this is so Chinese. My la, my la. You know, I say, stay or don't stay, you know, pool. And then he stayed. Say, we identify with this. It's not the Western religion. I say, who told you that Christianity is a Western religion? It's founded in the Middle East. It's very Asian, very ancient. Okay, next slide. And when he was at the table, Jesus took the bread, blessed, broke it, and gave it to them. Now, this is for us to learn. Henry Newman wrote about this. Whenever Jesus, whether it was a feeding of 5,000, the Lord's Supper, feeding of 4,000, and here at the road to Emmaus, he took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. Gave it back to the disciples. There is receiving and giving. We give, he receives. There is thanksgiving, rejoicing. There is a breaking. And there is a returning and a multiplying. Jesus never once said, this bread too small. I only want sourdough. <laughs> no. Whether it was a boy who gave the, 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 gave the bread, he took it. You and I are seated with all our skills, all our background, all our education, our hurts, our experiences. Give it to the Lord. He will take it. He will never look at you and say, uh, this one not good enough. B plus only. My student always come, how come I got B plus only? I say, B plus very good. Uh. He says, hey, you're very good. <laughs> say, no. Say, Jesus never, never said it's too little or too insignificant. He takes it. He gives thanks. That's the painful part. He breaks it. Whatever skill and experience we have, use it to serve the Lord. But if it is done, he will, God doesn't use us. He grows us. He breaks it so that we learn humility, we learn to cry out to Him, we learn to walk with Him. And then He returns. And often, when the broken item is returned, our skill, our companies, our businesses, the multiplying takes place. So I went to China, MBBS Singapore, top university in Asia. Went there, the government received me, gave me foreign worker certificate, a foreign expert certificate. Wow, you know. Then all the you know the ribbon cutting stuff. So and when the governor went home, one young ministry, health ministry official, mid-level came up to me and said, Chinese, Dr. Tan, you're coming from Singapore to work in our poor area. I said, Yeah. Why? Ah? He said, because you kill someone in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you think? <laughs> Broken, huh? I said, is that what you think? <laughs> Yeah, why, 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 why else would you come? Because we've done something wrong, right? Give it to Jesus. He'll break it. If we go with our cultural superiority, no, I'm number one university in Singapore, who cares? <laughs> Will you walk with us? Will you come in and eat with us? And that's where we are. Many of you here are more experienced than me. You have great working experiences, deep resources. The world needs a broken and contract you. There are many children who don't read for all sorts of reasons because nobody reads. And I, I just watch little children again. All children love to read, sing, play, draw, dance. 
until the invention of the handphone. <laughs> so what do we have to do? Whether it's locally or overseas, be there for them. Your own grandchildren, children in the neighborhood. And then there's a children in all of us. I volunteer now and then with senior citizens. And senior citizens also love the same thing. They love a story. They love a cup of coffee. They love walking. They love being with people. Sometimes they build fences. But Jesus knew with them because these disciples, they were confused. It was past tense. He was a prophet. We have to make it present tense again. Next. And so that's where we are. Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke the bread, he gave it back to Cyprus. There's the giving, there's the thanksgiving, there's the breaking, and there's the multiplying. And we, the church, are called to this exciting journey. Next. Next slide. But there are anxieties. At the feeding of the five thousands, the disciples were asking, would there be enough? Two and five, not enough, Won't it be enough? And as individuals, as retirees, as a nation, as a church, sometimes you go through these anxieties. Enough or not? Right? What do you guess? You know, we need to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. There are people who will cheat our money. That's why I say caring for the poor by sharing knowledge. I don't give out free things and loving people. (laughs) Okay. We need to be wise. We need good stewardship. We need good governance. We need plans. But we don't need the anxiety, will there be enough? There will be enough. Will there be enough? At the Lord's Supper, the disciples were quibbling. So who is going to be the greatest? If we're not careful, we enter a service trying to express our dominance. Be careful about that. Okay. So at the Lord's Supper, just who is the greatest? And then as we journey on, why? Many times, my wife and I asked each other, are we wasting our time? Why are we here? <laughs> well, I went to China. I haven't passed Chinese before, you know. I'm from Sikha Secondary School. Uh. But that's so frankly, my church, a lot of Paranakan. <laughs> so, why am I here? And you struggle, you know, got meaning or not. And we will go to, and it's a good struggle because as long as the struggle leads us to walk to Jesus, Next slide. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. Jesus acted he was going away, but they urged him strongly, stay with us. This is the prayer we need. In the midst of our busyness, our confusion, our insecurity, cry out to Jesus, tell the Holy Spirit, stay with us. Dwelling with him. Next. And when Jesus was with them at the table, he took the bread, blessed, broke it, gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Faith reborn. And they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us? That's where we are. Getting to know Jesus is not just information, it is transformation. Okay, And the transformation comes from within. Next slide. If I may share something here. So I used to work with leprosy affected. Uh, leprosy villages uh, is a waning disease, but they are ostracized. They live in the mountains. Many of them are blind because when when there's dust in the eye, we will tear and we will blink. 
this is God's protective uh, mechanism for us. But because leprosy affects the nerve, they burn their hands, they don't feel it, that's why they get all these ugly sores. The dust get into the eyes, they don't blink, no tears, and then they get cornea ulcers, they go blind. Next slide. So, uh, once the, the team that I was with, they went to a very remote leprosy rehab village, and in the jeep, the jeep has a lot of things they can do. They can do a bit of eye surgery, clean the wound, got food, milk powder. And then they ask the elderly leprosy affected, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? Service, right? Which is very good. Next time. And then this elderly man, he, he set the team on the ground. Yunnan is a beautiful place. Huh? It's a Mediterranean winter, blue skies, 25, 20 degrees in the day. Very nice one. So he set everybody uh, on the courtyard. He went back to his hut. Nothing very much. Huh? He only got potato, corn, blanket. It's uh, old rags sewn together. And then he came out with his earth who, you know. And after two minutes, he stopped and cried. And he told the team, that's all you need to do for me. For many years, nobody listened to my music. <laughs> you listen. Thank you. I'm happy. The gospel is most powerful by Christ. He came listening to their questions, to their confusion. And he opened up the scriptures and shared with them. This is what we are called to do. Coming back to Singapore, uh, there are a few reasons why we came back. One was uh, my daughter was 16 years old and she was studying in a Chinese school. I told her, hey, teenagers cannot study so hard. Anna. The Chinese system really study very hard. You know, Monday to Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday, must extra class. I said, come back to Singapore. Go CCA, school only half day. Teacher don't score you one. <laughs> very good. I said, I always rate MOE. I was the best MOE in the world. I said, come back to Singapore, you know. Can play basketball. There, China, no time. So it's very sad that she had to come back uh, because her friends are there. I said, come back. The other reason is next like my mother. My mother is getting older and uh, she was turning blind. Okay, so I have some pictures of my mother. Okay, I became a Christian in 1974. Praise the Lord, my mother became a Christian in 2004. Okay, and then she started to lose her vision. Next, lose her eyesight. And, uh, but she wanted to learn. And I realized that I'm inspired that we should keep on learning. Okay, next slide. And she was learning how to read the Bible and how to write. My mother loves to travel, but she never been to school. And I ask her sometimes, why don't she travel alone? Uh, we can send her because if my sister is in US or what we can, and they work a few days as she can. She's quite comfortable. And the reason why she wouldn't fly alone was she was too shy to tell people that she can't fill out the immigration arrival card. Okay? So when she was turning blind, she started to sign her name in English instead of Chinese, right? She's I'm getting worried because all these things about lasting power of attorney, people can scam her money. So I asked her, hey, why you write your name in English? Ah? She said, oh, when you turn blind, it's impossible to sign your name in Chinese. Chinese, ah, even can see, also don't know how to write, right? Like me, like that. I still don't know how to write Chinese, okay? Uh, I can teach uh, medicine in Chinese, bro, but I can't write. She said, I said, why are you writing? She said, English very easy. Yeah, can write surname already. Then she was, when her 
Then she said, can you buy me a ticket to go to London? I said, you want to go to London alone? Ah? She said, yeah. I said, now can. Ah? Now you're turning blind, you can go to London. She said, can. Now no problem. Ah. Just take the immigration card. I said, 小姐, 小姐, I can't see. No more shy, I can't see. No, nothing to be shy about. Can you mirror the form for me? And SQ, very good one. On the other side, your sister come and the stewardess will push me in the wheelchair, pass me the sister, no problem. And she went alone. Isn't that a sense of adventure for us? Now that we see Jesus, where would you want to bring the gospel to? There are communities which you can reach, which other people cannot reach. In your work, in your retiree circle, in your work circle, in your family circle. But go, go with this burning heart, go with a heart ready to listen, go with a heart ready to learn. In the past two years, even in COVID, I found things that I could do. I joined the National Park Street planting, you know, plant a million trees. I just called a small circle of people who say, you know, usually uh, if I you to plant a tree, they say, grandfather birthday, plant a tree, cost you $300. No. But National End Parks, free, go! <laughs> Every month they announce, we need volunteers. Then I'll call a few non-believers, pre-believers. Say, come with me. And we talk about creation, talk about climate change. We talk about Psalms 1. I love to read Psalms 1 with them. I say, and they all agree. Right? Talk about John chapter 15. Abide in Christ. Colossians chapter 2. Rooted in Christ. But listen first. Alright. So, uh, we, during COVID time, uh, I also had a making roti prata party. I listed on uh, Eventbrite, making prata, making friends. I make it very clear, $20 to sign up. I got Kampong Siglap, which is beside my church. And they came and make prata. I make it very clear to them, it was hosted by the church, and there will be special guests. Special guests are migrant workers, elderly, ex-offenders, ex-prisoners. Okay. And they paid to come. And they make prata together. And then it was Christmas time, so we said, okay, since it's COVID, the time cannot have a big buffet, everybody bring your own refreshments. Ha ha, pay $20, still bring refreshments. I said, yeah, yeah. Less plastics, no, no, no plastic waste and no wastage. They came, they make their own refreshments. I had a table of Christmas paraphernalia. I said, decorate your own corner. When people decorate Orchard you go there, oh, yeah, this year not nice, huh? too red, too blue, too green. You are a consumer critic. But when they decorated their own corner, it was beautiful. They take picture, they Instagram it. And then church member will put the TV scene and explain why I think it's Santa Claus or not Santa Claus and share the gospel. Bring Christ along. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you always walk with us. In our confusion, when we are scared, when we are busy, you are there for us. So help us to remember, even as we take the Holy Communion today, that you you welcome us. You give thanks for what we can contribute because you transform it. Bless our time together as a church. We pray especially for our families, those who do not know you, that they will come to know you as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.